0: From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Here's Ken LaVica. We are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. All right, so here's the deal, Pierre. Here's what we're gonna
1: do. So, yes. Maddie, Allie, next time anybody comes up to you asking for directions, like you work at PGA National, have them jump on the headset and ask ask Pierre and I where to go. Okay, <laughs> we'll take care of it. Okay, <laughs> we are going to be we are going to be the customer service for the Honda Classic. So next time they ask you, like you work here, uh, just have them jump on the headset and we'll guide them where to go. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3 PR Garcon, hanging yes, out sir. with me on this Thursday and it has been an awesome show. Not only is Pierre here, that makes it automatically (laughs) great. Uh, Calls have been great, but Mike Francesa jumping on for damn near 20 minutes here live uh, on ESPN 106.3. That was the damned thrill of a career. Uh, We've been talking, before we uh, get to Sean Fairholm. Sean Fairholm of Global Golf Post and GlobalGolfPost.com, he's our golf insider, uh, and you hear him every Saturday on Honda Classic Live here on uh, ESPN 106.3. Let's go ahead and bring in Bill and Port St. Lucie we've been talking about biggest falls from grace in sports uh before Phil his fall from grace this week Bill who do you got what's going on guys first of all that was a treat
2: when Mike jumped on that I was actually awesome. pulled over and had to focus on listening to that it was <laughs> so
1: good man um, I
2: love it it was and, and the way you just let him go oh, all right did he I have any other choice
1: off. I mean let's be clear no. but I had no other choice than to let that happen no not with him
2: you don't you don't <laughs> um I do believe we're witnessing a major one right now with Deshaun Watson. I don't see this being solved anytime soon. Uh-huh. I don't one. expect to see him on the field again. I really Ooh. think we're witnessing.
0: Ooh.
1: You know what, Bill? I, I would have disagreed with you on it until this week when we find out that yep. he, there are at least nine of those victims where he uh, is going to have to testify, it appears, under oath wow and so we're in problem territory bill that's a great one that is that is that question a year from now this week he might be at the top number one answer yeah yeah he might be at the top yeah and it is and appreciate the call it is one that we're living out in real time right now Mm because the longer this goes on it's starting to feel more and more like there are some major
3: problems here for deshaun watson you know what? I haven't been keeping up with that story, but you know this is a refresher about you know yeah. how serious it is. And
1: it's easy to, to forget about it though, yeah. because
3: it's been going on for so long <laughs> now. Play for
0: the Texans. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> the Texans.
3: It's just the Texans. Their misfortunes. We don't give a damn about them. They right. lost. They lost everybody on their roster, so You know. So. Right.
1: Right. But uh, it's it's because he didn't play last year, and it's because yeah. uh, this has been drawn out for so long. But yes. yeah, he may have to testify under oath for at least nine different. Um, but he was at the time. Game. And he, oh, he was on the cover of Madden too, right? Yeah. He was? I believe so. Stone was he on the was he on the cover of Madden? I don't. I don't. Deshaun remember.
4: Watson was never on the cover. of Madden. Oh, okay. Never, okay.
1: All right. So he's yeah. just forget the Madden curse. He's just curse. <laughs> he, he's yeah, just curse. yeah, in a bad yeah. way. Right. Uh, Sean Fairholm, Global Golf Post, globalgolfpost.com. We'll uh, we'll call him in just a second. We'll get Stone to uh, dial him up and get him on and get him ready to go. Uh, actually, this would be a good time, I think, to uh, check the Honda Classic leaderboard. Uh, and this is again day one here at the uh, at the Honda Classic. And in case you were wondering, Pierre Garcon, yes. NFL uh, legend, a man who – see, he laughs at that, but he's a legend. <laughs> you can't lead the NFL in receiving it in a year and not be a legend. But this man, this man who made millions in the league, he's been retired, <laughs> living a nice retirement. He's never been to a PGA
3: Tour event. I am excited to be here, honestly. I can't wait to see these guys, you know, actually perform because I am definitely – I'm checking out my competition.
0: Checking out my competition.
3: I'm checking out my Uh, competition. I'm a competitive person, so I'm seeing what they're doing, and I will try to recreate so, it. See, here's the thing. Pierre is a golfer now. Like Pierre is a legit golfer now. I'm trying to be. I'm not, you know, I respect the pros, uh-huh. but I'm trying to oh, be. Oh, man, I love that. We're going to send him to Q School, get him
1: all set up. That's, uh, that's,
3: that's, I'm that's the on plan. It. I'm working on it. Pierre's
1: having a, <laughs> a, an athlete renaissance. Kurt Kitayama is your leader right now at 6 under par. Rory Sabatini is a shot back at 5 under it. So, since Kurt Kitayama is the leader, we're really going to put Sean Fairholm to the test. Sean Fairholm, Global Golf Post, GlobalGolfPost.com, one of the best feature writers you're going to find in all of golf. Our Golf Insider, Saturday mornings here on ESPN 106.3 on Honda Classic Live. Sean, thank you for spending a couple of minutes with us in this opening round of the Honda Classic. Uh,
2: who is Kurt Kitayama? Uh, we don't know much about Kurt. He's kind of the guy who pops up every once in a while. Um, he's been on tour for, for a little while. It's kind of uh, been around the Asian Tour and uh, been around the PGA Tour a little bit, but hasn't really flashed much in his, in his, in his PGA Tour career. So uh, seeing off, seeing him on pop this early is a little bit of a surprise, but uh, he has popped up on a couple of leaderboards over the years, but definitely not a uh, well-established player.
1: We're definitely more familiar with a Brooks Kepka, the Jupiter resident, the Cardinal Newman grad yes. he finishes yes. his opening round at two under Pierre Garçon, a big fan of Brooks Kepka yes. uh, yes. and so uh, Kepka two under especially on a day where conditions not as windy as they're going to be over the weekend you're at least positioning yourself I think Kepka's going to be pretty okay with that.
2: Yeah I think two under is a very acceptable round on a, on a day like today uh, you know we know how difficult this golf course is. You're just trying to get your legs under you in this first round, just trying to get out. Anything in, in red diggers is totally acceptable. I'm really interested in kind of the, the separation we have here with uh, with some players able to go out and, and get four or five under par, um, and then we have a lot of players who are uh, struggling to keep it in the 70s today, yeah. um, as we normally do at PGA National. Uh, you know, we talk with the bear trap a lot, but... Uh, You know, number five and number six, uh, that you know, the par three and then uh, that long par four are uh, the two toughest holes in the golf course today. Really wreaking havoc. Uh, It's just hard to uh, hard to really uh, you know steer it around uh, those two holes right now. And uh, so it's not even the bear trap that's uh, you know having the the most damage right now. It's really five and six that are uh, causing a lot of havoc. Uh,
1: Ricky Fowler home game for him Uh, we haven't seen him contend in quite some time Uh, is is he going to be able to get himself back into a spot where he is contending on a regular basis or uh, are we seeing just a guy who maybe occasionally is going to pop up but he's never going to be the same Ricky Fowler he was
2: yeah it's hard to know I mean he's going through a lot of equipment changes right now trying to find new things I mean he just switched to a new putter uh, it, it'll be interesting. I've always found that on a golf course like this, this is not the place where you're trying to find your game. Uh, no. This is a pretty demanding <laughs> golf course. Yeah. Uh, this is a, a pretty difficult place to uh, steer it around. Um, so it, it, it's a place where you really need to trust what you're doing in order to have success. Of course, he's won here before, but that was during a different a different era in his, in his golf life. And uh, I know he's working really hard to try to get, get that back, but uh, we just haven't really seen a whole lot from him uh, recently to suggest that he, he's really close. Uh, but, I mean, it would, be, it would be very telling if he was able to put together a complete full week on a golf course like this.
1: Pierre, you said that you've played this course twice. Do you remember what you shot? <laughs> Too much. Too much? <laughs> Too much? I was in the hundreds. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Sean, I know you've played PGA National uh, a, a number of times. What's the best you've shot here? Former college golfer uh, awesome. at NC State, Sean Fairholm.
2: Yes. I, I, I got around there in 74, uh, wow. which I, found, I, I thought was pretty decent for a, a pretty windy day out there. A couple of water balls other, otherwise would have been a little bit lower than that. But uh, it, it is a pretty tough cor- course. I think what people don't recognize is some of those holes in the front nine that maybe aren't uh, you know shown as much. Like number two, for example, yeah. that is a narrow fairway out there. I mean, people kind of gloss over a couple of those holes, but the, you know they are not easy golf holes. Uh, a few of those in the, on the front nine, um, and and you know there are a couple of holes that are not. Uh, that are kind of hidden on the back nine as well. 14 is kind of of a, a, a beast as well. So You gotta be able to keep keep the ball in the fairway out there because a lot of OB, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of hazards, a lot of penalties out there to kind of to kind of avoid as you go through that round.
3: Sean, when you say narrow. Fairway, how many yards are we talking about? You know, I understand football. You know, thirty yards, twenty yards, fifty yards. You know, I I, I can put that <laughs> together. But you know, when you say narrow, from you, yeah. what you, what how many yards are we talking about? Yeah, we're talking around 20 or, wow. 20 or so. And then wow. the land getting your drive on that, Pierre. <laughs> <It's> yeah, <laughs> that's my tough, my toughest club. Yeah, but twenty yeah. yards wide. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can. You know, we. I think it would be easy, but, you know, yeah. I know how hard golf is. So 20 I, is narrow. Okay, now, I'm scouting. I told you I'm, I came here to scout. Yeah, you he out because he wants to get his cue card at some point. So uh, how I'm learning right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I make it inside of 20 yards, <laughs> I'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> Finding the fairway is, I heard, is key. You're <laughs> always working. I like that. Uh I told competitive. <laughs> Sean, we're
1: sitting here by 10 tee box, and I'm looking at the flags whipping around here off of the water that borders uh, 18, and it looks like it is coming in from the east. What does that do for 16, 17, 18 when you're playing those in conditions like this?
2: Yeah, to me, it's the toughest win for those holes, right? I mean, uh, like I was mentioning five earlier. I think what what guys were having kind of a trouble on, on five was they had to kind of start the ball out over the water and kind of trust that in order to get it anywhere close and guys were kind of missing to the right of that green so you transition that over you know, you kind of flip that over for the bear trap and uh you know on, on 15 it's not a comfortable tee shot to try to start that anywhere right uh and it's, it's hard to kind of you know hit a fade back into that wind and trust that that's going to actually reach uh, reach that distance so you know and 16 is kind of the same way you're kind of getting a little bit of a crosswind which i've always felt is the toughest uh wind on 16 to try to, to try to combat that and 17 you know you're really kind of going uh, back into it uh really uh so yeah it, it's to me it's uh, it's the wind that we kind of see the most of in south florida around pga national it's probably the probably the toughest for that stretch of uh, holes in, on 15 16 17 it, and 18 does not get uh you know, b- very easy either because you really can't reach that in two when you when you have a strong wind coming out of the east like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and uh, appropriately, you could hear the wind through our headsets here at PJ National. As Sean was talking about the wind and how difficult it is to navigate uh, around PJ National with that. Sean, awesome stuff. Sean's going to join us again Saturday, uh, Honda Classic Live, 9 a.m. Eastern time, uh, here on ESPN 106.3. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll be there with you. It'll be Sean breaking everything down as we broadcast getting ready for the weekend. Sean, awesome insight as always. You're the best. Thanks for jumping on.
2: All right, thanks for having me.
1: All right, Sean Fairholm. read all of his work. One of the best feature writers in the game. I mean that at globalgolfpost.com. That's Sean Fairholm. Let's head back to the phones. Pete is in Jupiter. Pete, you're on Ken LeVick Alive. Hi, Pete. Oh no, nope, no! We don't have Pete drop. Hey, Pete what's drop. going on, Ken? How you doing? Uh, yeah, that was good. That's that is that is good theater of the mindstone. way to jump in and have my back. And by the way, uh, Pete was also from the very first segment, right? So I am behind on your messages to me. Right? Just a little behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Pete in Jupiter, all the way back at twelve sixteen. It's now one eighteen now. So uh, Pete is not uh, on uh, from from Jupiter. Let's go ahead and get to Tom Brady. Hollywood actor, okay? Yes. So I wanted to make sure that we got to this. I wanted to make sure that we focused on this because I just don't know if – I don't know if I'm into this. I don't know if I can get behind it. Tom is a great actor. Oh well, when it comes to uh, flopping after taking light contact in the backfield, he's a great actor. That's, You're right.
3: That's, that's part of the game. That's part of the game. <laughs> that's part of
1: the game. Uh, spoken like a true offensive player <laughs> in Pierre Garcon. All right, so here we go. This is from the Hollywood Reporter. Tom Brady may have retired from football, but that doesn't mean the seven-time Super Bowl champion is leaving it behind. In his first post-retirement move, Brady's making a blitz into Hollywood and will produce and, yes, appear in a football-themed road trip movie titled 80 for Brady. Hollywood icons Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, how, Rita Moreno, and Sally Field will star in the feature project that's being made by Paramount Pictures. Brady the movie, not the player, will be directed by Kyle Marvin, who also co-wrote the script with Michael Covino. Marvin, who appears as an actor in the upcoming Apple Limited series, We Crashed, and co-wrote and starred in indie movie The Climb, is also executive producing in this one. Inspired by a true story, Brady tells of four best friends. I imagine that that's Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda and Sally Field and all of those we just mentioned. Mm -hmm. Tells of four best friends and New England Patriots fans who take a life-changing trip to the 2017 Super Bowl to see their quarterback hero, Tom Brady, play and the chaos that ensues as they navigate the wilds of the biggest sporting event in the country. That's a hard pass. That's the Super Bowl
3: in um, Arizona. Uh, yeah. I don't remember. Whatever <laughs> yeah. was that? You're not trying to see that movie. Uh, <laughs> I, I really, truly don't
1: want it's any part trip. of that.
3: It's road
4: it, trip.
1: It, it, it's it's road trip with Lily Tomlin, Sally Field, Jane Fonda, I involving Tom that. Brady. All right, listen, yeah, that is a that is I can tell you who those are. pay me, pay me to see that movie. Okay,
3: so Pierre, I know so you go to like back. It's like a woman's. Uh, it's road like a woman's road
1: trip, but but with a bunch of octogenarians. <laughs> so a little bit different from that standpoint. And, like, what is this going to be? Um, uh, like Um a-, a bonding? A coming of age <laughs> at 75? Like, what are we talking about here? And, again, going to see Brady. Like, that's the plot of the movie. Going to see Brady. I saw woman, enough a of lot Brady. Lot of
3: women love Tom Brady. They love his wife. They keep up with him because he's Tom Brady. You know, that's why, you know. Something a lot of women tune in. They this have is Tom Brady's jersey. A road trip comedy where you're going to see Tom Brady. No, I'm not doing he, it. You might not be the target audience.
4: Can I have a question? I don't think I am. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
3: yeah, Stone. Yes, yeah, yeah, Stone.
4: Does it fall into the home team Kevin James and American Underdog Kurt Warner story? Does it fall into this category?
1: Uh, no, because this is. It, it, no, those aren't comedies, I don't think. Like, I. No, I don't think it does.
4: Just, in what way? Just the category of just horribly made corny movies out there <laughs> trying well, to take our money. Yeah, that,
1: that Kevin James, Sean Payton movie is a disaster. I mean, it's a nightmare. And I know Kevin James lives in Palm Beach County. Delray guy, I believe. Sorry, but that was woof, not great. Now, can we just get a little bit of a cushion from Tom Brady? The dude just retired. And actors coming off of sports, we don't have the greatest track record. LeBron James and Space Jam, Eee not good, right? Like, dare I say, the best actor, former athlete, was that's a good O.J. Simpson. <laughs> not great. Oh man, not great, right? Like, that's we're not exactly. That's not exactly a uh, a great group to be involved in. Do you ah, think? That's a good question. What's like? What appeals to it about you, other than it being Tom Brady? Because I
3: think Pierre is trying to find Pierre trying to find a reason to like this stone. I thought it was a part of the 2017 Super Bowl where it was an AZ and they, you know, they won that crazy game against the Seahawks. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's what it's going to be. I, you know, that's that's what it's going to be revolved around. But based on a true story, four old women Patriots fans going to see Tom Brady play in the Super Bowl. That's not doing it <laughs> for uh-huh. me. <laughs> that's not doing it for me. Here, let me let me pose. Here's the plot, as we understand it. Okay, yes. four old women mm-hmm. driving across the country to Arizona. You're right. I think this is the Arizona Super Bowl mm-hmm. to go see Tom Brady play and the hijinks that ensue. Are you watching that? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. A lot of women
3: will watch that. Eight 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 seven six zero
1: three seven seven six. Do you think it's a? Do you think that that is a made for women movie?
3: Well, yeah, it's the four women are the main characters, right? Yeah, that's
1: true. I'm getting a lesson in Hollywood from here. You're right. You're right. That makes sense. That makes sense. But but it's you definitely want an 18 to 49 male demographic to be watching that as well, right?
3: I think they will because it's because Brady. it's Brady,
1: right? But I, see, this is the thing. <laughs> I think I'm fighting a losing battle here because inevitably people are going to watch. I don't
3: think Tom Brady can make a bad decision. Men <laughs> will watch it for Brady, right, and women <laughs> will watch it for Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, and Sally Field. And but it's a road trip to one of the greatest games <sighs> in the NFL, you know, history. I just, I'm. Because we didn't expect. Can't Tom go away for like a year?
1: Just a year? That's all I ask. And I, then he can do a game I don't think show. he can
3: because it's not his fault that, you know, he get presented with all these opportunities. But it's his production company,
1: so it kind of is his fault. Like, he's throwing himself in here. Just the plot by itself. The plot by itself. This is star-studded. I mean, we're talking heavyweights here. Jane Fonda, Sally Field, Lily movie. Tomlin, Tom Brady. But a, a, a movie where four old woman Patriots fans drive across the country to see Tom Brady <laughs> in the Super Bowl. Are you into that? Are you watching that? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. 3776 Because for me... I just can't bring myself to want to watch that. It doesn't do anything for me. It's Brady. But that's
3: not enough for me. That's not enough for me. What He's you, the GOAT. No. <laughs> <laughs> he don't make bad mistakes. <laughs> he don't make bad decisions. Uh, man, I,
1: I knew this was going to happen. I knew that this was going to happen. Uh, Ken LeVick alive here on ESPN 106.3, and we are streaming on the free ESPN app. Uh, it is warm out. it's gorgeous it is warm out though uh and that means yes summer is here it might still be february but summer is absolutely here and that's why you need to make sure that your ac is in good shape and you do that with eds air conditioning eds is yes eds air conditioning and has been doing it since 2006 they can service your ac unit or replace your ac unit and do it as they're working around your schedule. There are not many AC companies that are working around your schedule trying to make sure that you're not being held hostage. That's honestly one of the more annoying things about the AC industry is the waiting and the waiting and the waiting. Uh-uh. They are doing their best to get out there when you have the time with EDS Air Conditioning. They're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. They're using the absolute best equipment. That's EDS Air Conditioning, edsairconditioning.com. EDS Air Conditioning, EDS is yes, EDS edsairconditioning.com. Are you excited? Will you watch... A movie that stars Tom Brady, Lily Tomlin, <laughs> Jane Fonda, and Sally Field about four old women who drive across the country to see Tom Brady play in the Super Bowl. Does that appeal to you in any way? See, we've got two <laughs> thumbs-downs already on this here at PGA National. Does that appeal to you in any way? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I'm a hard pass. Pierre Garçon says, I'm not It's watching. Brady. <laughs> it's not uh, for me. It's dude. not for Pierre, but he'll probably give it a shot because of Tom
3: Brady. <laughs> it's on
1: <laughs> if it's on if I, t- if I catch it flipping channels he's pierre garçon i'm ken levick i'm live on espn
0: 106.3 from the Anajar and levine studios in downtown west palm beach you are listening to ken levicka live on espn 106.3 here's ken levicka
1: and as always we are presented by
0: the fau mba sport management program Visit fau.edu slash NBA Sport.
1: Alongside Pierre Garcon, he just led the NFL in receiving in 2013 uh, with the. Uh, what, now, do you call them now the Washington Commanders? When you played, if you say, hey, I led the NFL as a member of the Washington Commanders, do you still call them the Redskins? Redskins? The Redskins. Okay, okay. <laughs> it just it's, blows off the Yeah, and you know. technically, it's they were the Redskins when you played yes, for them. Yes, yeah. Right. Um, and I haven't had a chance to ask you fully do you like the Commanders?
3: It'll grow on me. Yeah, It'll I, grow. grow. We'll I think victories. there's so much of an overreaction. He'll, it'll be fine because there'll be there'll be so many jokes that we can make that you know when yeah. We win. Yeah, right, you know, right, exactly. Commanded. We, we are commanded. Th- <laughs> I
1: give a thumbs up to it. I like it. I I, I like it. Pierre Garcon again led the NFL in receiving it in 2013. Hanging out with us here at PGA National. I'm Ken Lavica, Ken Levica live, and we are on the move. Presented by Brightline. We started the show talking about the biggest falls from grace in sports for phil mickelson and his plummet to his possible career death this week uh stem tweets colin kaepernick colin kaepernick definitely for reasons that i believe to be wildly unfair certainly did have a fall from grace though i mean he lost his career over taking a stand yeah, that is yeah. that's, that's a pretty good significant. That's a good one. That's it applies. Uh, King Trey says I would say Tiger Woods in terms of the most popular fall from grace. Also, wrestler Chris Benoit. Now, do you know the Chris Benoit story? I know the name. Uh-huh. Of the
2: actual story. Chris
1: Benoit was a WWE champion and then uh, killed his entire family uh, in a murder suicide. Wow. Yeah. So that that is if you're looking for a comparison to Aaron Hernandez's fall that's from grace. It, yeah. If you consider pro wrestling a sport, which I I do, Chris Benoit is the only one who is really truly in that category, like Aaron Hernandez. That's, yeah,
3: that's oof.
1: yeah, because that's as that is as as tragic as it uh, as it comes. For Lauderdale Daniel tweets, and we did not mention him in this context. We've mentioned him, but not in this context. OJ Simpson.
3: That's a low hanging fruit. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> but if you ask OJ. Hey, life is good, man. He's just <laughs> hanging out in South Florida clubs. He's trying to get with young, blonde women like that. Hey, OJ's just doing his thing still. He's,
3: he's back at it. <laughs> he's, he's back
1: at it. He's Hey, OJ's just living his life, right? And if you want any fantasy football advice, uh, just go to Twitter, and OJ's going <laughs> to give it to you, okay? Uh, T.C. Green says OJ, Aaron Hernandez, or Chris Benoit. So uh, T.C. Yeah. Green mentioning names that we've heard already. We have a couple of Lance Armstrongs in this. Now, Dave Lamont mm-hmm. made a good point. Tiger at least got a second act yeah. after his fall from grace. Yeah. Lance Armstrong did not. And I think that comes into play. Like, Tiger's story very and much... And I think this is
3: what's going to happen with Phil, too. He's going to have You a think Phil I just think Phil's too old to have uh, a, 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 a reinvention. And Phil's I think, next I think st- Phil likes that challenge I guess
2: <laughs> I feel I like the
1: challenge but I don't know like Phil's next step and stone I think you would agree with this stone Lebanowitz uh back uh, in our energy and Levine accident attorney Studios stone you would agree that the next step for Phil was the broadcast booth right
4: yeah I mean a hundred percent and I think if you asked him that he would say the same thing
1: so do you he think, will be in the broadcast booth do you think th- CBS after this CBS is gonna say Yeah, come on Phil uh why don't you cover the masters with us
4: it, it, yeah it just depends how he recovers I, honestly the balls in his Court, I think at this point.
1: Yeah, it's just tough. That's a tough ask. Like, how long? How long do you have to wait after comments like Phil made? Five, six, seven years? No. I I also think think,
4: I also think it'll play into it that he's so good on the broadcasting. He is very good on the broadcast. Very very good.
1: That is the thing, and the way to make the questions disappear is if you're good, and we know Phil's going to be good. Mm -hmm. But I just I don't know. Like CBS. And especially the Masters, they hold their reputations with golf very, very uh, tight to uh, their collective broadcasting bosom. And if anything's going to tarnish that, especially the Masters, you know that, Stone. Augusta National does not mess around at all. No, If Phil can in any way, shape, or form still tarnish that, they're saying stay away, dude.
4: Yeah, I mean they're staying at an arm's distance for probably the longest time out of everybody around yeah. or every tour event around.
1: Maybe he gets in the CBS booth, but I doubt he goes to Augusta at least for a while.
4: I mean, there's I free there's bad. free guys now. Like, <laughs> I don't I don't really see him doing stuff with Barstool, but they do have a good reach in the golf world, and there are people there are you know companies out there around that I think will take a shot at him or a stab at FanDuel. least. FanDuel.
1: Man, absolutely, yeah, he, could, he could go that route. And I should have, by the Pat way, when, <laughs> yeah. When Francesca came on, I should have tried to break news and ask him. So, which gambling uh, sites <laughs> have been flirting with you to, uh, to 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 get into business with? So we we should have done some sports business breaking news. Stone, that's a bad job by me.
4: <laughs> totally, I
1: completely blew that. Uh, I I wanted to this to Pierre because yes. Pierre has been out of the game long enough to where he's watching football on a regular basis. He's heard the broadcasters now. Uh, they didn't really come into play when you are actually playing. It's not like you can watch the game and play it at the same time. You don't have appreciation for who's bringing you the game. But this is from the New York Post. Andrew Marchand. Hall of Famer Troy Aikman is expected to leave Fox Sports to become the main analyst for ESPN's Monday Night Football, the New York Post has learned. Aikman's ESPN deal will be for five years, according to sources, and his yearly salary is expected to approach or exceed the neighborhood of Tony Romo's $17.5 million per year contract with CBS. The deal is not signed yet, but it's near completion. So that's right. Tony Romo, who had all that money, the biggest deal now it looks like Troy Aikman's going to be getting that from ESPN now ESPN has declined comment but Aikman's seismic move will shake up NFL TV free agency (laughs) Al Michaels already this offseason his contract is up with NBC it's believed that he's in negotiations to be the play by play voice of Amazon Prime Video when it begins its exclusive Thursday night football coverage Michaels had hoped Aikman would join him on the Thursday rights. Though Rams head coach Sean McVay said he'll continue on the sidelines this year, Amazon could still make a serious run at him to try and pull him out of coaching and put him in the broadcast booth. Tom, Yeah, yeah, think about that. Tom Brady can't be counted out as a candidate but it should be stressed he showed no indication he wants to be in the broadcast booth espn currently has steve levy lewis riddick and brian greasy as its lead monday night football team yeah that's dumb. so we gotta step our game up yeah i was gonna say pierre, <laughs> we, gotta, we, gotta get rolling. we gotta step our game up and I'm, should
3: we meet more often <laughs> Yeah. I gotta,
1: like, honestly i think that myself and pierre are going for that monday night football gig now
3: listen listen i know football <laughs> and I don't play-by-play, play, so it's football.
1: good. Uh, Joe Buck, his contract with Fox is up next year, and perhaps ESPN would pry him away to join Troy Aikman, his partner, on Monday Night Football. So this is crazy.
3: This is wild. You know the irony of it? Like when you're a football player and you go back and watch and uh, listen to the you know, commentators, there's some that stick out, some that yeah. don't. And you who, know. who sticks out to you? Well, the Sunday night games are the one, the. I, I, you know, the crazy name? We don't know their names, like, because we don't meet with them all the time. Only, like, the yeah. quarterbacks meet with them But so. you know the sound. The sound, yeah. Al Michaels. As, yes, uh, the Sunday night game yep. is, is. Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth. That's what you. That's like the His voice. His, those yep. voices that, yep. you know, they understand what the player's trying to do, or they understand the position the player's in, or they understand the position the team is in. So, you yeah. know, there's more of an insight because, you know, they understand. The other guys, I don't remember their names yeah. because, you know, they're yeah, not saying anything that, you yeah, know. They're,
1: they're not stimulating you. They're, they're not telling you anything you don't already know. Exactly. See, exactly. your perspective on that is fascinating. Mm-hmm. For me and me being in the broadcast world and specifically in the play-by-play world, mm-hmm. I've been calling Division One college football and basketball for 17 years oh. now. I am fascinated with the broadcasters and the big game broadcasters and the mm-hmm. fact that all this thing is being thrown into flux now. Where you've got Jim Nance and Tony Romo. That's your top team on CBS. Tony Romo makes more money than God right now (laughs) to to do his job. Mm -hmm. Troy Aitman's about to be paid more than God if you go by this New York Post report Mm -hmm. to go to ESPN. Steve Levy, Brian Greasy, Lewis Riddick, they're then going to be out of jobs, I would suppose. They're not going to have Steve Levy with Troy Aikman. There's a big gap in terms of pay there, and Steve Levy has no business for me being the play-by-play voice of Monday Night Football. What happens with Joe Buck on Fox? What about the Manning cast on Monday Night Football? Because you're going to be paying Troy Aikman Uh, what, $17.5 million a year, but then the Mannings are still doing their Manning cast, taking viewers away from the guy that you're paying $17.5 million a year? That doesn't make sense to me. So I ask for you NFL fans out there, Mm -hmm. what is the singular voice? You hear it and that screams to you, this is a big NFL game. What should be the highest paid voice out of all of these names I mentioned, Al Michaels, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, Tony Romo, Jim Nance, the Monday Night Football crew currently, the Mannings, Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth, who should ones. be the highest-paid voice where when you hear their voice, like Pierre was talking about, and mm-hmm. for Pierre's it's Al Michaels, you hear that voice and you say, he always said my name this, well, too. Pierre, <laughs> uh, what, what was I'm
3: biased. <laughs> well, well, Garcon. He always said my name well. You know, his voice is unique. And it's he not that says,
1: difficult. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you should be surprised he yeah, you say, say my you name. you get a lot of Garcon? <laughs> uh, you get everything. But, you know, the spelling and the Garcon, pronunciation. Yeah. Garcon. <laughs> right. Yeah, But he said it right. Pierre. So, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty biased. <laughs> uh, but, but who should
1: be, when you hear their voice or see them on your television, that says, this is a big NFL game. This is tops right here. Who should be the highest paid? Should it be Troy Aikman, who r- reportedly is headed to ESPN now for Monday Night Football? 888 760 760 3776. And tweeted us at KLV 1063. Me, anytime I hear Joe Buck, and he gets a lot of flack. Because. Sports fans are are very petty. Sports fans oh, can yeah. tend to be dopey. Oh, yeah.
3: we, we we I know. <laughs> if
1: you if you speak seriously about something, or you are you are just simply talking about a player or a team, a fan will hear you on TV and say, "Oh, he hates my team. Why is he rooting for the Eagles? I want him to talk well about the Cardinals." Mm-hmm. Like that's so lame. Joe Buck does not root for anybody okay but Joe Buck he has turned into the voice of TV football for me when it's Fox's game of the week and Joe Buck is on my TV Mm -hmm. that's a big game yeah that's the big game I I love Al Michaels I grew up with him on Monday night football but man Joe Buck give him all the money because I think he calls the game the best I think he is the one who presents the game to the layman the best
3: I want Joe Buck. Joe Buck should be the highest-paid broadcaster, in my know opinion. I don't about highest-paid, but he, you know, like you say, it's you know, game of the week, Sunday, yeah. game of the weekend. He's up there. You know, I, Did he play football? Did he? Joe Buck did not play football. Joe Buck had
1: no football broadcasting experience before he took over as the number one broadcaster when mm. Fox won the rights back in 93. Mm. So he, he does a good I job. He does a good job. I think he's absolutely excellent. I don't know about the highest, but he does a good job. Uh, but don't forget too, Pierre. There are some uh, like Ian Eagle. Mike Francesa was saying that dude was an intern. Ian Eagle could be in discussions to maybe move somewhere and be the number one guy. He's talented enough to be the number one guy. He's, he's CBS's number two right now. But what if ESPN wanted to go that route? That would be wildly heralded and celebrated as a good uh, signing. Brian Burkhart, another one that could be in the running. So we're about to go through an unprecedented NFL broadcaster free agency. Like uh, you think NFL Your industry free agency is under attack? Got, yeah. <laughs> absolutely like, this is going to be fascinating it's going to be like hot stove for broadcasters joe buck is my number one this is a big nfl game pierre especially as a player sunday night football al michaels that's who he gravitates towards mm-hmm. what about you who should be the highest paid broadcaster what's the voice where you say this is a big nfl game 888 760 lee is in port st Lucie. lee you're on ken levick alive what's going on lee
0: Hey, how's it going? Uh, I, my opinion uh, when it comes to the best voices, when it comes to big games, is Al Michaels and
2: uh, Chris Collinsworth, and then I'll go with Joe Buck.
0: Okay, okay. So you, you're
1: you going with the NBC crew. So Al Michaels, when he goes to Thursday night, as what has been wildly reported, you're going to follow him there. Al, we don't know.
3: He's going to Thursday night. We, yeah, Al Michaels going is on everybody.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now, now, let me ask you, Al Michaels always throws in a gambling thing or two. Do you appreciate that? Is that part of your sports repertoire as well?
0: I like everything Al Michaels does. (laughs) That was a good no comment from me. That's it. He's
2: got that (laughs) voice that just makes you want to watch. I, Whatever he does, I agree. One hundred percent.
1: Lee, appreciate the call, and that's where I, I did wonder as a player how you because this would not have been a part of your life until you actually retired. But even as a player, like Al Michaels, is the one where if you hear him, you just know because mm-hmm. you liked the Sunday nights the best, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it was
3: just you know Sunday night football where it was a movie, it was a, it was a, it was theatrical. It was the,
1: it was theatrical yeah, exactly.
3: And he made he, he 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 brought it. He kept bringing it, and you know everybody's been waiting for Sunday night. You know, and <laughs> selfishly for you. It if you were playing on Sunday night, that meant your team was pretty good. Yes. We, how many times, we enjoyed Sunday night games. <laughs> how many times
1: in Washington did you play on Sunday night? Not enough.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Not enough. But when I was in Indy, yes. Yeah, that was a lot of Sunday night when Peyton was your
4: and quarterback.
3: And, you know, that's the cameras are uh, on. and they, No doubt. It's the moment, the spotlight like you've been waiting for. No <laughs> doubt.
1: How often would you be part of a meeting with the broadcasters where
3: they were going to tell it your depends story? depends on how good the team's doing that year. Yeah, <laughs> That's really yeah. how it goes. But most was it more of time, in Indy than
1: Washington? Because you were like yeah, a face more of that in. Washington. Team. We didn't win enough. Yeah.
3: <laughs> they, they didn't care. It was like RG three, and that was it. You know, and Snyder. <laughs> when you're good enough though to be
1: a player that broadcasters want to talk to, mm-hmm. talk to on a week to week basis, is that annoying or do you like
3: that? It, yeah, because they do kind of throw off your routine. Because yeah. you get into a new city. If it's home, it's easier. If it's away, you, you know, you get to the city and you, you know you're under a uh, time crunch because you have curfew. You have meetings. Yeah. So when we get there, they want an hour from you. So that's taking away an hour from my free time. We've yeah. been on a plane sure. for two or three hours and now we're in a new city. I wanna go to the mall. I wanna go eat. I wanna do something. Routines matter. They hey, right off to the plane, for straight to the interview booth because Soon they get it out. They can chop it up, send it over to whoever needs to send it to, and prepare it on game day. Yeah. As it, it happened just now, yeah. uh-huh. so it's 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 crazy, but you know it's a it's a it's a, it's a, it's a benefit as well because you know you're gonna be on national TV. And then you're like, oh
1: man, I
3: okay, can't. And you to right, right I can't here.
1: tell you how much I love the fact that Pierre like that was so <laughs> annoying, and now he's living in that world. <laughs> right. uh, I absolutely <laughs> love it. Now he's forced to work with someone like me, who are I mean I am in that family of people oh, that man. that would take oh, up Pierre Garcon's. Time. Uh, time. Hey Stone, <laughs> let me throw out and before we take a break. Let me throw out a scenario for you here. All okay? right. How do you feel about Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreit breaking up and Chris Fowler leaving the lead voice of college football to head to Monday Night Football alongside Troy Aikman?
4: <laughs> oh, um, I mean, I'm not opposed. I think it's going to generate a lot of interest. But, man, everyone's good. I, I don't I don't have any dispute with that. I'm excited for it, if, if I, I'm being honest. I,
1: I think that that might be something that happens. That's my speculation. That is my reckless speculation. Chris Fowler leaves college football to take over the Monday Night Football booth with Troy Aikman.
4: I love it. I Write honestly it love
1: it. Write it down. Because I'll forget about it. <laughs> Write it down. But we're going to go Chris Fowler, Troy Aikman. That will be your new Monday Night Football booth. Wow. When you hear a voice... The, the the voice that most says this is a big NFL game who is it that means in my world Pierre paycheck who should be paid the most (laughs) 888-760-3776 888-760-3776 uh and uh you can tweet at us at klv 1063 and uh when we come back we will uh continue to give you the leaderboard here at the honda classic keep you up to date with what is what is on the horizon here over the next couple of hours and We'll do something dumb. I can promise you that. He's Pierre Garçon. <laughs> I'm Ken Levick. I'm
0: live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Lavicka. Presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash NBA sport. We're a
1: PGA National Honda Classic round number one. Hey, marketing director, Courtney. Mark, can we do a third hour? Can we do a third hour? Is that okay? Can Pierre and I do a third hour? No, no, we're getting a no-go. Okay, fine, 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 fine. I see, I see what's uh Brightline, Brightline back and better than ever. I knew the answer to that, by the way. With new restaurant station upgrades and their new Brightline Plus service to get you to and from stations going car-free, care-free in South Florida, it is easier than ever. Brightline is the only way to get to the Heat. Pierre, last week I went to the Heat game, mm. uh, took Brightline, got the premium ticket, and I went all the way down. In the premium drinks, yes. snacks, yes, <sighs> that's living, man. That is
3: living. I have not yet used the bright line, but what I need is, to.
1: He hasn't been to a PGA tour event until today. <laughs> what do I do? The, he hasn't been to the bright line to go to the. I heat do need yet.
3: some new places to go in Dude, West Palm Beach.
1: You're retired now, man. You I do have
3: more free time. reap the benefits of Being your playing down. career. I do love being in South Florida. I do love home. Yeah. You know, well, but he, I, ha- I haven't experienced all of it, well, I guess. Heat clearly. game
2: or or I've been
3: the, to a heat game. Yeah, I but but
1: there. use the Brightline cuz you don't have to drive, you don't I have to agree. get into traffic. It's perfect. It I is agree. perfect. Go brightline. uh gobrightline.com or use the free Brightline app. It is super easy and make sure that Brightline is a part of your life. Can, it is actually the way to go.
3: Our neighbors to stay away from, you know, trying to beat the bright line yeah it's, yeah. it's unfortunate <laughs> I, it's it's i feel bad i feel bad like be,
1: be on the train part of that <laughs>
3: brightline.com
1: and the free brightline app um i i am wearing my my uh my, my five-and-a-half-inch inseam shorts today, and I'm very proud of that. It's <laughs> There's a lot of attention of, on Twitter. Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: People have been killing me for it. Been killing me for it. Aaron Bennett. They should knows, see my view. Please. Yeah, yeah like, like people have been killing me. It's very unfair. Very, very unfair. Aaron Bennett says, Jesus, Ken, if you're going to wear shorts that short, at least get some color on those legs. I agree. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? They burn, okay? Like they burn. <laughs> This is, this is out here this week is how I'm going to get color on those legs, okay? <laughs> Matt Gray tweets, you know they make shorts with longer inseams, right, Ken? That's got to be some sort of course violation. Lay off me, Matt. <laughs> it's thigh season, bro. What do you want me to do? It's thigh season. There is a
3: dress
0: code. <laughs> <laughs> I am following the damn dress code, Pierre. Uh,
1: Osmataz Buckshank tweets, let them thigh meats out. See? Oh, man. That's what's up. That's, That's what's up. up. Stone, don't you appreciate thigh season?
4: Well, see, here's the thing. You know I'd be rocking some thigh high, some five-inch inseams seams if I was there too, but Damn guess right, what, dude. I'm not. I
1: know, I know. I don't have a thigh-season brother with me, and Pierre is just going to – I got the shorts on today. Yeah, you've got the shorts on. You've got more color than I do. <laughs> <laughs> thank Pierre Garçon. I want to thank Mike Francesa. Uh, hey, Stone the It's well done. This has been Ken alive Live on ESPN 106.3.